1: What you said before, you're wrong. It isn't your fault. It's mine. You did not intend for this to happen. I gave power to the enemy, so that makes me responsible.
0: Some say that is the way of things. But I believe the wise also look upon what is in our hearts. And this was not in yours. Do not take the burden of this day upon your shoulders, Theo. You may find it difficult to put it down again.
1: But... How am I to let it go?
0: There are powers beyond darkness that work in this world. Perhaps on days such as this, we've little choice but to trust to their designs, and surrender our
1: own. My home is gone. Where's the design in that? Welcome to The Rings of Power with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime Video. So sit back, relax, and let's chat the glory of the second age. Welcome back. My name is Mary Larson.
0: My name is Blake. And I love when prequel series can give us information about stuff that we already know, but in a way that we did not expect. Mm. Meaning, I love the fact that I know that Mordor was created because of Adar. Like, I I just love knowing that that's a thing now Mm -hmm. and will always be a thing because of the events that we're watching. And it's, you know... As someone who is a you know who likes Lord of the Rings but isn't like a a Tolkien nerd, I, I never knew like th- that this was the thing. I never knew that like this is how it's all created. But the fact that we get a chance to see it and um and and the fact that they show it in a in, like it's it's naming in a interesting way that's a conversation I definitely want to have, Mary. Okay. About the end of the podcast episode, but I think we'll get there. Okay. I think we'll get there in a little bit. The, I, think, I, I think it's a conversation definitely worth having. Mm. But uh, before we get into the rest of the show and everything that's going to be happening here, I just wanted to say thank you very much for your patience, ladies and gentlemen. We knew that we were a little bit behind on our schedule, and that is because if you have been following Mary and I on the social media platforms that we are, just look us up at Mary and Blake, by the way, um, we were on vacation And we weren't able to podcast about uh, Rings of Power or House of the Dragon. So if you've already listened to House of the Dragon, you already know all this spiel. But we were on vacation in Florida and we went to Disney World and we went to Universal because our little lass was selected to perform Irish step dancing in Disney because Mm -hmm. she's just amazing. And really, like she blows me away with how talented she is. And that's just not dad speaking. That's just someone like who sees this little girl dancing and it's really incredible. Yeah. Um but yeah, we uh, we had all the best intentions of actually podcasting while we were on vacation, but Mary vacationing with 7 and 9 year olds respectively is banana land.
1: Yeah, it's not a vacation it is a journey. It is <laughs> it an is adventure. A journey. It's an adventure. Yes. So there is not Downtime, <laughs> and because of that we were unable to podcast but we appreciate your patience and if you're listening to this in the future and you have no idea of the time skip that you have gone through hi hello <laughs> hello people
0: we there is no time jump for you
1: no no all right so let's just get down to business although before we do that i, do I have, have a question the huns
0: <laughs> i have a question
1: yeah
0: and this is more of a philosophical when question mary I is any
1: <laughs> for sons <laughs> We just went to Disney.
0: <laughs> we did go to Disney,
1: so you may hear Disney songs.
0: And that's the thing, Mary, that I actually want to ask you about. And by the way, I, I do have to play this.
1: No! Is female soldiers is any
0: trip to Disney actually vacation? That's the thing.
1: The female soldiers' chest plates make room for their boobs. The Numenorians' chest plates. I, <laughs> Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? I just said there are female soldiers. What?
0: I asked you a question. I'm trying to talk about. you said something literally completely unrelated. I'm answering the question
1: that I want to answer. Your question (laughs) is something about Disney.
0: Yes. What I'm saying is, Mary, is any trip to Disney actually vacation? Yeah. And the reason why I ask is because when you go to Disney, it's just it is so intense.
1: All the time, rich people Disney is relaxing. Rich people Disney, you could take as much time as they want.
0: Well, what's what's rich people Disney?
1: People go for like a week or more, and then they get relaxed days. They get
0: ah, yeah, but even what? when you're there I'm in sleepy. the park,
1: like, I'm gonna go home for a little bit.
0: Like, but when you're there in the park, it's like it's stressful, man.
1: I like, didn't find it stressful.
0: Well, like you, you you're looking on the app and you're trying to get to the next ride. I like and that.
1: It gives me a it gives me a high.
0: Oh, man. No. I love
1: it. I love it. The mathematical part of me, it's like, oh, man, Genie Plus. I can do this. Which one's best? Boom, boom, boom. I, when I want to walk, I want to
0: do nothing.
1: I had some app that told me the like quickest way with the least amount of walking with my long COVID. It yeah. was friggin' amazing. I, I didn't think it was stressful. I thought that that was amazing. All right,
0: fair enough. All right, well, let's get into the rest of the episode for all the people that are
1: people. You know who wishes she had that app was Galadriel.
0: Why do you say that? She's got
1: a long way to go with Halbrand.
0: Oh, so long to go with Halbrand.
1: Yeah, she did not have the genie plus. She didn't get to transport, teleport. Ah. She, they got a way to go.
0: Okay, fair enough. Get some
1: elvish medicine. Fair enough. I've been trying to bring it back this whole time, including female chest plates for the <laughs> Numenoreans. For, for the boobs. Yes, this is a family podcast.
0: <laughs> You're the one who said it, not me. I didn't say, I was just reiterating I it. I
1: didn't say boobs. You did. Chest. <laughs> Female chest players. Yes, okay. Made room for their chest.
0: Yes, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, Mary, where can everybody find us?
1: MaryandBlake.com. We're also incredibly social on Instagram and Facebook. We're somewhat social on Twitter, and we, of course, are always posting our content also onto YouTube, but that's it. You can also email us at MaryandBlakeMedia at gmail.com.
0: That's very good, Mary. You're welcome. Very good. You ready to get into the show? Sure am. Let's do it. Mini Plot Recap Time. What do you got?
1: This episode is called The Eye. All of the people who are somehow magically alive and not dead like the people in Pompeii go to somewhere over a ledge to go hang on out. Queen Muriel loses her eyesight. Isildur... Lord knows where he is now but Barrick somehow knows where he is. Um, Marielle says I can't see but I'm totally still on the side of the elves. We're going to come on back with a, a bigger bunch of people. We're mm-hmm. going to go home get some road trip snacks. <laughs> some, give my dad a hug.
0: Some combos. Yeah. And then all we're gonna the come combos. Back.
1: And Galadriel's like okay while you stop and you get the combos please don't forget I also want a red icy. I'm going to go take Halbrand to go get some Elvish medicine. Can we also get some Swiss <laughs> rolls
0: while we're at it too? Oh no the
1: Swiss rolls are for Nori. Nori oh, okay. and the heart." Foot, so yeah. they're the ones who want the Swiss rolls, possibly the oatmeal cakes. They, however, are really in the mood for apple pie, show on up to a grove. The grove, oh man, the volcano rumored their apple pie adventure. Yes, stranger who we've been nervous about this whole time touches it. Magic eventually happens, and he brings a bunch of apples. And um, in Casa Doom, Elrond and Durin find a ton of Mithril. And uh, his daddy arrives. King Durin arrives, and he gets really mad, and he sends Elrond home, and he takes Prince Durin's necklace off, and that's it.
0: And he also just happens to awake the the Balrog. Yeah, NBD. Which is uh, not
1: great, Bob. You shall not pass. Oh, oh, he will.
0: Yeah, he'll definitely pass. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this episode, as Mary said, was entitled "The Eye," which is a very interesting. Title, Mary, because the episode opens on Galadriel's eye uh, in that uh, incredible. Charlotte Brandstrom is just
1: killing oh my me. gosh. You know, they told her, they said, This will be your last shot for the week. You can go home over the weekend, put on a lot of visine. <laughs> but we have to drench your face in dust.
0: Yes. Um, but, you know, when I hear the eye, you know, I think of Sauron. Like, I think of the eye of Sauron. So. Is the fact that like they're referring to Mordor and that's the coming of Sauron or better yet, Muriel loses her eyesight in this episode. So is that what they're referring to? It's
1: all of the above, like, I
0: know, I agree. All of just, the above. That's why I love the fact that this episode was entitled The Eye because mm-hmm. it works on so many different levels. As I had just alluded to, the director was Charlotte Branstrom. I feel
1: like some like intern in the coffee room. And they were like, oh man, we just don't know what to name episode seven. Yeah. We need something cool, you know? Where's like, like the short? nerd? Like, this is like the penultimate. We can't just be like dust. We can't just name it, here we go, <laughs> deep breath, you know?
0: Yeah. We got to think, we got to come up with something.
1: We're not doing good. You know, like, that's not a good title. We're not doing well. <laughs> this sucks. And you know, some, you know, 18 year old bringing another coffee, the Anne Hathaway of Devil Wears Prada, maybe. Yes, she... wearing cerulean blue, obviously. <laughs> comes on in because
0: it was popular last summer yes
1: thanks to you know us (laughs) Um, she comes on in and she says the new Emily the new Emily comes in the new Emily Emily (laughs) comes on in and says how about the eye yeah and then they don't even give Emily credit it's not even her name yeah maybe they do put Emily's name in the credits but it's not even her name
0: right because they think it's Emily but it's (laughs) (laughs)
1: not it's not Emily
0: Devil Wears Prada easily one of my favorite movies.
1: I still haven't had a grilled cheese with Yallsburg in it. Neither have I. Seven dollar grilled cheese.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. The writer, I'm sorry, the director was Charlotte Branstrom, who directed the last episode, episode 106. By the way, I know I talked up a huge, big deal about J. A. Bayona and how he directed the first two episodes. I'm gonna. Here's a hot take, Mary. I think I prefer Charlotte Branstrom's direction to J. A. Bayona's. Okay. I, I think that's kind of, kind of like um, how I preferred, oh, what's her name in Outlander? Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. The director that I love. Anna? And I, and, uh, Anna Forster. I think that Charlotte Brandstrom is Anna Forster level in, um, in, in Outlander. She's
1: the Anna Forster. She's the Anna Forster.
0: Yeah, she is the Anna Forster of Rings of Power. And I... That's what I said, booby trap. I I know. I'm just reiterating it. Sorry. And I I want her to direct all of it from now on. I I want her to direct all of it because she gets it, in my opinion. I feel like she gets how big all of this is, but I also think that she gets that even though this is big, none of it matters unless we have the right relationships. And... That, I think, is exemplified in uh, this episode in, 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 a, in a few different ways. But the writer was Jason Cahill, who it has written on, again, m- Mary, what many of our favorite projects, including Halt and Catch Fire and so on and so forth. But the last time he wrote an episode was one of our other favorite episodes of Rings of Power, Adar. So, that is that. Mary, how many rings are you giving this episode?
1: I'm giving this five. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. For really
0: yeah I'm only go- one
1: thing stood out to me that I didn't like and it will be in my GBGs but yeah a five
0: yeah I'm I'm gonna say I think this is my favorite episode of the season so far which and it's it, it's a it's very close it's it's very close to the last episode um I'm gonna give it a 487 because last episode I gave I gave it a 485 I'm going 487 because there's a lot of stuff what what are you laughing about
1: just can't give it a 4.9. I
0: can't go 4.9. Can't go 4.9 not yet. Uh because I'm waiting to see what happens with the finale. I I want to see cuz once I get the finale, I think I'll, I'll have a good baseline and then I can I can make decisions based off of that. Um but yeah, I I like that this episode does what I think many um many stories do which gives us the low point and it gives us the like all is lost moment, mm-hmm. and then it's something is gonna happen. Like this is a very Tolkien thing, right? When all is lost, there's no more hope. Everything seems to be on the end, and the catastrophe happens. Something happens where it's like, oh, okay, everything's better again. Like uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep, right? Battle of Helm's Deep. Everybody, you think the the forces of good are losing? They're gonna be losing to the forces of Sauron, and then all of a sudden. Gandalf shows up, you know, and it blinds all of the orcs and yada, yada, right? So that is this moment. This, it's, this episode is that moment where right before Gandalf shows up and that's that. So... Uh I mean figuratively, when you when you're comparison when you're comparing it to Helmsteep. Uh you're GBG, Mavin. You're good, you're bad, and you're great.
1: My good for this episode is that the stranger, who I evilishly wanted to be Sauron and, mm. and like kill almost all the Harfoots, just because I thought that would be very different and dark, and I don't know what yeah. came over me that day. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be it because he brought apples. Yeah. He can't. Like, if, if he killed something else in this episode, then I would have been really nervous. But he's just got his magic mixed up. And he's going to be okay. So I don't think he's Sauron anymore, and so I'm really excited.
0: So he, he's just confused.
1: Yeah, and, I, and that made me happy. Because I've liked the confusion of figuring himself out. You know, it's like fixing an old car and things aren't starting and firing the right way. Yes. So I really like this. Okay. My bad. Two bats. Okay, what do you got? Antamo. Yep. Antamo. Sealed- yeah. I just fell in love with you. Yep. You're the Mary to my Pippin, and you're dead.
0: Now you're D-E-D dead.
1: You got a honey at home. Yep. Now you're dead. Like, what What are we doing here? You don't kill the Mary to the Pippin.
0: Apparently you do.
1: But, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.
0: Okay, what's but the other my bad? My real bad. No, this is, this is a bad one.
1: Okay, friends, when you rewatch this episode... And you see Queen Muriel with her uh, eye covering talking to Deal, and Galadriel comes on up the mountainside and she's got Bronwyn up the mountainside. I don't know why the heck Bronwyn's there. It's not like she brought eye medicine. What are you doing here? <laughs> but the real bad is that why would Elendil uh-huh. bring a newly blind person? Nonetheless, a newly blind queen. I mean, she's so newly blind... She- I, there's nothing. Like she hasn't even developed
0: the, the 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 sense for hearing yet. Like to no. like to like compensate for the lack of no. vision. Yeah, she's new. Yeah.
1: he brings her up a mountain mm-hmm. on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> and he sits her down.
0: Uh, literally.
1: Yeah. If you watch that show, she's sitting on a rock, and right behind her. No guardrail, no. no fence.
0: It's just a steep drop. It's
1: not like he brought her to a tree stump on level land. He definitely didn't
0: bring her there to appreciate like what the if view. She needs to
1: stretch out her leg. Yeah, exactly. She can't even appreciate the view. It's not like you know what? You've gone through a lot. You've lost a lot of soldiers. Let's get up and at least see the nice view. Yeah. She can't.
0: Look at the majestic mountain.
1: The air's gonna be the same. What are we doing? Bringing her up a difficult, <laughs> treacherous mountainside. Now, some could argue, oh, she needs to get away from the noise. Yeah, fair Stay enough. on flat land. Yes. Don't bring her to a rocky cliff. Honestly, all I could picture was Rusty falling down. As you wish. <laughs> Chasing down. Like, on that kind of a... And that that would be generous if yes. that's what she fell down. This is a rocky ledge. Mm. A rocky mountain. She ain't
0: gonna do as you wish.
1: I know they did it because it looks pretty. I highly doubt they actually recorded in mountains. It probably was some green screen action. Oh, well, here's the thing,
0: Mary. What? I appreciate what you're saying. The, I think the argument could be made that they are trying to keep her away from all of her people. Because yeah. they don't want them to know that she is, in fact, blind. Which, they're fair argument. Fair.
1: Don't bring her up a treacherous mountainside. Put her behind a tree.
0: Totally agree. a agreed. little hill. <laughs> Something other than on the ledge of a mountain.
1: They're going to find out she's blind in an hour. When she falls off the ledge, thank God you brought Bronwyn. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I know it's a beautiful scene. I know she's like, don't worry, Gladiou, I'm coming. No, you won't. You're going to trip.
0: There's a, there, there, she doesn't have a walking it's stick. It's a beautiful scene. I get it. Idiotic it, placement. It looks great, but the practicality.
1: Once you see it, you're not going to unsee it. Yeah. Yep. I ruin it for you all again. Yep. You're welcome.
0: And that's what Mary is now famous for. That That is so, like, becoming a Mary and Blake media commandment. See? Mary just ruins everything. I may everything. not notice <laughs> the
1: lighting or the directorial, directorial stuff, but I'm going to notice things that I say that does not work for me that does not make it sense it can't be unseen and you cannot unsee it
0: yep fair enough you're my great
1: my great Elrond and Durin's bromance oh
0: man I can't I feel like this has to
1: be my great because I've mentioned it so many times before and I just don't know if Durin's daddy's gonna let them have a play date ever again I don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen I mean I know Elrond lives I don't know if Durin lives I don't know do they it's see true. each other again I don't know. So this has to be my great. I love them so much. I love them talking about their old tales. I just love them. And for him to be like, oh, I pretended to lose. Did you? Did you really? Yeah. I was a little tired. Like,
0: <laughs> I was a little winded.
1: Oh, uh, oh, my God. That whole scene. That whole scene. That's is... my musical scene. You're going to hear it later. Okay, Blake, you're GPG.
0: Yep. Okay. My good goes to Alex Dissenhoff, who I know you don't know who he is. I know all of you nerds don't know who he is, but Someone that's okay. That Mike
1: Blake. Alex does.
0: Alex certainly does. I, I get it. But, oh, the way. That the beginning of this episode was lit with the orange skies and everything being that fiery red. You know, it, it reminds me of those, you know, those videos that you see like on YouTube or whatever, all, all like when there's these huge wildfires, like in the West, yes. like, you know, in California and, yes. you know, Washington or whatever. It yes. just looks like a legitimate hellscape. Yes. That's and if you what live this in was. There,
1: our hearts are going out to you because yes. I know it's been really rough.
0: But that's what that reminded me of. And, it is stunningly beautiful. I, I, That, I think, like the opening shot, of course, that that is led, you know, that is charred. It's begun with Charlotte Brandstrom. Have you
1: ever had dry eyes? Not really, no. See, just like you don't have chapped lips. No. I want to know, fellow dry eye people, fellow contact lens wearers who, you know, know, mm-hmm. I couldn't stop thinking about that actress's poor rice. <laughs> I really couldn't. But continue with but the like beauty. all
0: of the dust and everything, and the way that it's just been caked on on, our, on her eyelashes and everything, like and the way that the the camera turns. Like again, that's all Charlotte Brandstrom. But the cinematography here is like top notch. It's just stunning stuff, and it might be, it might be the most creative thing the show has done yet so far Mm -hmm. with its own work. Uh, It's memorable. It's its own language. It's its own, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's not borrowing from Peter Jackson and uh, it's not overly CGI. would It's not something that, um, you know, comes from like manufactured beauty. It's, that's what it is. Yes. It's and oh man, I couldn't get enough of that. Agreed. I couldn't get enough of that. All right, my bad is the Sildor Ortiz, And this is part of a conversation I think that we kind of have to have, and we've had a little bit, Mary, but you know, who who is this show written for? Everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, who, really, who is it written for? Is it written for the, the audience member that has not seen Lord of the Rings, right? Probably because not. if it is, if it's written for the audience member who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, then the Isildo makes sense. The problem, though, is that if it, this show is written for the person who has seen Lord of the Rings, then the Isildo is nonsense.
1: Here's a question for you, Blake. Prior to us doing this podcast and rewatching Lord of the Rings again, how many times have you watched Lord of the Rings?
0: Um I would say a fair amount. Now, I mean, we we've done a many, rewatch. Yeah.
1: Now, pretend you weren't with me. How many times would you have watched Lord of the Rings?
0: Probably not that not that many. Okay.
1: So, there are a lot of people who watched it once, maybe twice. Okay, fair. Like, does my dad know who a sildor is? Do most people Know who he is? They probably have the image of him cutting off the ring, uh, off, you know, off the fingers of, of Sauron. They probably know that image.
0: Fair, but do but they, they know that's a Sildor? Probably don't know his name. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big deal in the film with Elrond screaming out his Sildor at the but when still, they're when they're trying to get rid of the ring. There's too many
1: people's names floating around. That's true. You're lucky if you remember Galadriel.
0: That's true. Very true.
1: You sure as heck aren't going to remember a steel door. Yeah. And-, and Elrond. People want to remember Elrond's name and he's in all of the movies.
0: Yes. And he plays a very big role. Exactly. In all of the movies. So that's
1: what I'm saying is that the more casual, I think they had to aim it towards people who've watched it. But it's not like it's Bilbo stuck under the flaming wood. And we know Bilbo's going to live. We, me and you, know he's going to live. Most likely the podcast listeners who love this show so much that they're listening know yeah. Sildor's going to live. But to the Blake Larson before he met Mary.
0: like oh, I was oh, a yeah, fan. Like, I, I enjoyed it, it.
1: appreciate it. Know the score.
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to like... I, this, this isn't the Godfather to me. Oh. Like, this isn't the film that I'm going to watch. You would have watch.
1: known Aragon's name.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would have known the names. Like, I would have known the major Gandalf. You would have known Sildorf?
1: No. You would not have known Sildor.
0: I don't think I would have remembered a Sildur. Exactly. Or so Ellen Deal. Or... I think
1: that when they write the show, I don't think that. Um, I think that their niche audience is someone who's watched the movies before. But isn't super duper hardcore fan Mm -hmm. because that way they'll still scoop up the super duper hardcore fans and us super duper hardcore fans sit there saying we know he's gonna live, right? But now the mystery to us is, well, what happens? Sure. And what does and what does does Ellen do?
0: And I I think the counter argument to all of this is, well, since we know that Isildur is gonna live, even if this show is written for the person who watches Lord of the Rings and knows the characters and knows the story. I the the counterpoint is well it's not about Isildor being dead. It's the fact that Ellendale thinks he's dead. Yes. And what does that do to him? Yes. Right? Like what what are the choices that Ellendale makes as a result?
1: Like is he gonna go on Team Farazad? Yeah. Like there there's a He's gonna say, Bro, where do you get your blowout? <laughs> Did you
0: go to the dry bar?
1: I need some pampering after what I just went through. I'm going to need to like get your blow detox out? my hair. Do a hot oil treatment.
0: So much VO5. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um all right, migrate. Migrate. And and by the way, Mary, just put a put a pin in this. We need to have a conversation about the end. And I want to do that is right after I'm done with the uh, great. My great, of course, Mary and is is going with you here, and that is the relationship between Elrond and Durin. And I can't get enough of how Elrond Robert Amayo how he says Durin Durin, durin. like Durin I don't even know how he does it durin. durin like, but it's it's not even like Durin. it's like it's like a Dur Durin I I don't know how he does it. But it's it's every time I hear it, it's amazing. Anyway, um, this relationship, I, and I keep saying this over and over in, in every episode, is why this show works at all for me. Uh, it is the one relationship that I've invested in and that I love. I want to get more of it, and I think it's important that oddly enough, this is the this is the crux of how this show works because all of the stories are are dependent on this relationship whether that is the elves having to live uh eventually the balrog gets woken up um you know and what happens with galadriel like all of this stuff is contingent upon whether or not Elrond and Durin can make it work and get the Mithril and do all the things that they need to do, right? Because the Mithril is what's going to save the elves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's probably by design that this relationship is the, the driving force of the emotion for the show, mm-hmm. right? Because where else are you getting this kind of relationship? Where else are you getting the the relationship that has the kind of texture and history and inherent goodness. Are you getting any other relationships that come even close to what Durin and Elrond are sharing?
1: I mean, one could maybe argue Nori and Poppy, but they're so young that it's just like young cuteness. Yes. Uh, Poppy said story of being an orphan and stuff um, and and dealing with her... um, Trying to figure out how to balance Nori's spontaneity mm-hmm. um, is cute, but it's not Elrond. It's not
0: this, and no. it's really not Elrond Duran because of the fact that we get this scene between them mm-hmm. where it's like we have these secret names. Like mm-hmm. for again, as as a Lord of the Rings fan, I enjoy it. I'm not super Tolkien dork. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they had secret names. That is something that not only helps expand the 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 dwarves for me but it enlightens and and informs the relationship between the two because they only share these names with family yeah so now you get more context to their relationship and you even get fun in the middle of all of this because as you said Mary Elrond purposely lost the 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 little competition with Durin mm mm-hmm. And, and But it did admit the fact that he was winded. So, like, all of these things are swirling about, and it only gives that relationship more texture, which, as I as I said earlier in this episode, all the big things are great. Mount Doom being created, great. But none of it matters unless we have the right relationships to supplement the big things, mm-hmm. right? So that's that. All right, Mary. No, no, this is normally when we would have the Fellowship of the Ring. Unfortunately, because we were on vacation, I did not do a Fellowship of the Ring post. And so I don't have anything to, to give our fans. So I apologize, uh, the listeners for not having your thoughts. So in, instead, Mary, I want to have this conversation and that is, we talked about who this show was written for, whether it's the, 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 the fan or someone who has not watched The Lord of the Rings, or if it's a casual viewer. What did you think about the Chiron at the end of the episode? Because this is where I want to begin. I want to begin at the end. Mordor is created. Adar walks up with all the orcs, and they say, what should we call this place? And the Chiron shows up. And it says the Southlands, but then it changes in this fiery burst or whatever, and it turns into Mordor. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of how they did this? And does it actually mean anything to anybody that has not watched The Lord of the Rings? Like, is it, is it a big deal, I guess? And did you like how they did this?
1: No, I did not like how they did this. How come? I wanted to see it on a map change because to me that would have been more tolkien and they've already shown us map usage when people are traveling true and i would have preferred rather than just seeing it as a landscape with the with the words change actually seeing it on a map with the words change
0: yeah mary i totally agree with you
1: i i wouldn't have wanted adar to say it because like Okay, cool. You're the one that says it. But like what does it mean to you? How did you come up with this name? There would have been so many other questions asked if he said it. Whereas, you know, showing it just as the words, mm-hmm. okay, we take out kind of the questioning from Adar. Like we don't want Waldrick being like, "Why, Lord Father?" you know, mm-hmm. cuz you know Waldrick would say that.
0: Yes. Cuz he's just if he's, he's, alive. he's that guy. Yeah, he totally is that guy.
1: <laughs> but seeing it with words, it's just now a fact. <clears throat> but I would have preferred it on a map
0: yeah well the visual language of the show has already instituted the the map, map usage, usage yeah. which is great and I, ta- I and i hadn't even thought of that mary like it, it would have been cool if like what Because you
1: didn't read the books well what do you mean The maps are in the books.
0: No, I know, but I'm just saying in terms of the show itself. Whatever, who cares about the books?
1: I care about the books because this is based book-wise. This isn't allowed to be based movie-wise. And even though they use the maps movie-wise, they're allowed to pull from book stuff, not movie stuff. And I think that that would have been a really cool thing because that is something in common that they could have utilized that would have once again been a nice thread. And so yeah. I'm saying as a non-book reader for yourself, it's really important. Like when we're seeing Bilbo write and draw these things, mm-hmm. like this is huge for Tolkien. Um, you know, just even the font usage that he he created sure. he with, like that is all so beautifully important. And I just feel like they missed a, a genuine opportunity that would have made particularly book fans. But even those movie watchers, like that would have been something a casual watcher would have recognized and been mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, well, I mean- what I was gonna say, Mary, is irrespective of the books or whatever, the fact of the matter is the show has established this map, um, uh, this map language, mm-hmm. right? That 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 is what they use to help transition from place to place. And the when we see a place and you have to recognize the name of the place, the natural inclination, I think you're right, Mary, is to say, What does the map say? And Do the show doesn't often. Emily? Oh, she came up with the eye idea. And they were like, Emily, all right, you came up with the eye idea.
1: How do we introduce Mordor? And yeah. then
0: And Emily, she came she lost, she lost all of her steam. Yeah. She gave she threw it out on the table. <sighs> Emily. She she said Emily gave all the good ideas that she had. The eye. She did she did the opposite of a Costanza. Mm-hmm. She didn't leave on a high note. Yep. <laughs> um I I think. And the funny thing, Mary, is, and the reason why I bring it up right now is because, again, who is the show written for? If this is written for somebody who's not a fan, like Mordor, okay, like, yeah, that's the name. Like, yay, wee, we Mordor. But if this is written for someone who is a fan, it has it has a meaning, right? But if it is written for a fan... Then how could you tease the Sildor thing, right? Because like the it's like again, it, I, I go back to Star Trek, um, uh, Into Darkness, the reveal of Khan. Hashtag spoilers has no inherent meaning for anybody within the within the movie. It's only for the viewer. Is the Mordor reveal only for the viewer in this case? Because I think. If it was not meant for just the viewer, if it was meant for in-story, like the reveal of it, it should have been said by Adar. Mm -hmm. I would have loved the idea that Mordor, not only did he create Mount Doom, but he actually came up with the word Mordor. But maybe
1: he'll say that later.
0: Right. But I think there's a missed opportunity here, like you said, Mary, where, yes, there could have been a map usage, but I think it would have been better if it came from him. Okay. Because again, it helps inform the world in a way that you didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Adar is the guy that came up with the word Mordor. And how ironic would it be if Adar creates Mordor, makes the name Mordor, and it was eventually Sauron, the guy that he hates, who controls all of Mordor eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be interesting to me. And that's why I think there was a, there was a, um, uh, a missed opportunity here uh okay Mary what else do you got for this episode where where else do you want to go with it because that was the big thing that I wanted to talk about was the obvious oddly enough the Chiron and Mordor and the reveal and all of that stuff where else do you want to go
1: um well let's let's start <laughs> on the mountaintop with our Numenorians. yes of course the big thing like you're talking about Isildur we know he doesn't die and I think that it's really sweet that Beric, his horse, mm-hmm. just will not leave. And somehow has this, this sense about him. Not only that Isildur is alive, but he knows where to go. Yeah. It's like a foxhound.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally agree.
1: I just thought that that was really, really sweet. And, of course, we can't forget that the queen's father, the king, had told her, nothing awaits you but darkness. And right. now, you know, we thought the darkness was going to be the the ash in the sky, the sun being blocked out. Mm-hmm. Little did we know it's actual that she cannot see. And I yeah. just thought that that was incredibly, incredibly neat. Um,
0: I think there's a good connection here, too, because she said that all she sees smoke, all she sees is gray. Yes. And, and the, the funny thing is, Mary, I think that, There, the, that is what awaits Middle Earth from now on, you know, for a while at least, right? Like, there's going to be no more necessarily like black and white. It's going to be, how do we survive? Mm -hmm. And in that survival are a lot of moral gray areas.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought. While we're with the humans, I just, (laughs) when Theo's looking for his mom, And he's like, mom, 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 you know, essentially looking for them and finding all these brunette, non-hat-covered women. where did they come from? Where are all these young brunettes who have all their teeth, who don't wear hats? Because as we noted before, they they were not in the town before. And then Bronwyn seems to be walking around just fine after being shot by arrows and burned, I guess that aspirin-afrin worked really, really well. And not only that, but she all but has the, the groupie concert t-shirt to the Halbrand uh, true king of the Southlands. Mm-hmm. The, she just keeps saying like, ah, oh, strength to the king. Bronwyn, I, I don't understand her enthusiasm with having a king. Is it because she doesn't want to be the leader and she knows that all of her, her, her fellow townspeople are dumb? that they're all basically wall dregs. And that's why she's like, thank God someone else can take the reins and it's not going to have to be me leading Mm. the troops. But she genuinely seems super excited to have a king. Makes note of it all the time. Yeah. And I just feel like Bronwyn, you don't need a a man to be in charge of these people, Uh, especially a man. Like, I don't see why she's super pumped for it to be him. He doesn't know you. He hasn't been here.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if these people were... like, You have to consider what they've gone through, right? what has
1: he done for them?
0: Well, he hasn't done anything for them. Exactly,
1: so why is Bronwyn... But you
0: have to consider what they've gone through, right? They've spent however many years under the thumb of the elves. I would
1: be more happy that Galadriel was there.
0: Yeah, but if you... When you spend that much time under the thumb of the elves, right? Yes. And you are stuck with the knowledge... That you supported Morgoth, Morgoth, in the First Age,
1: yeah,
0: and like I don't
1: know. I just think I think it's when when there's
0: some kind of happiness and there's some kind of light. It's like you glom onto that light as quickly as you can because. I, I, anything is better than being just stuck I almost in, would have, in a depressive state.
1: I almost would believe it more if it was Theo due to his youthful innocence. To be oh, like, fair. Yay, now we've got somebody and fair. like him looking kind of for that father figure, fair. this soldier figure in his life. And his he has Galadriel. That, once again, like they should be looking up to Galadriel a lot more, which Theo ends up doing and he's pumped. I mean, he's, he's essentially just stuck with Galadriel. She's the only person he can find for a while. But I just find it so odd for Bronwyn, I just felt like she was such a pr- strong, independent woman. And I feel like she would make Halbrand earn his uh, notoriety coming from her.
0: That is fair. And you make a great point about Theo and his what potential naivete uh, in, in looking up to someone like Halbrand. And you, you kind of get that with Aaron, dear. But I, I see your point, right? Um. The, the the something that happens though i think in this show and where it really goes really spectacularly well is the where it actually pairs Theo and Galadriel together
1: they go on a long hike
0: yeah and and there's a lot of introspective talk mm-hmm. uh between the two characters and this is actual texture right this is yes. actual stuff between the two
1: we see in tremendous Ca- uh, character growth through Galadriel
0: oh my god you you, you you stole the words right out of my mouth
1: plus she, we find out she had a husband right and
0: not only that the husband is missing the last time he saw her that she saw him was however she long he's ago he's
1: dead but we didn't see him die but we
0: know that he's not dead because yeah. we've seen Lord of the Rings and Celeborn shows up in Lord of the Rings right so we know that he's not dead
1: you wanna know crazy what Celebron and Galadriel have a kid and that becomes Elrond's wife.
0: Oh, weird.
1: Yeah. This is like some Twilight, you know. Oh. Rosalie kind of.
0: <laughs> not not Rosalie. What's her name? Uh, Renesmee.
1: Renesmee <laughs> Ren- Renesme imprint See stuff. It.
0: Out loud. Where's Edward? <laughs> Renesmee.
1: So either they're, he's going to come back and they have a baby. Or they've already had a baby, and she just hasn't mentioned her husband, hasn't mentioned a baby, but yeah. that's who Elrond's wife is, which is super weird.
0: That is super weird, and and but another thing about Galadriel that we learned too that is that she was an equestrian, she did enjoy riding horses, and that she was a dancer. She loved. We to, knew to she dance. loved
1: riding horses. No, I know, but she actually, conf- but smiling. she actually
0: confirms it in, her, in herself in the conversation with Theo, right? But then she also confirms that she liked t- to dance, which yeah. like you. Don't get that yeah. from her in any other circumstance of this show at all. And the growth, the the character arc that she shows here is spectacular. She goes from the beginning of this of the show as being this driven, motivated, like nothing will stop me, woman, from getting Sauron because I have this thing that drives me, this guilt, this weight of my brother. Uh, Yet, in this episode, she tells Theo, don't do this. Don't put this guilt on you because it's too hard to let go. Mm -hmm. And that's why I played it at the top of this episode. That conversation isn't the most important thing that happens in this episode, but it is the most character-driven moment of this episode. Mm. And again, Drama is character, and character is relationships.
1: There was one thing that I definitely need to point out that I loved within her walking through the woods with Theo. Mm-hmm. When she and Theo are hiding under the tree roots from mm-hmm. the orcs, it was just like when Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin oh, are yes. hiding from the ringwraiths. Uh, yes, yes. Um, from the Nazgul. Yep. Um, as they're hiding there off the road and everything, and it just it had the same eeriness to it. So I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, jumping from elvish times back to the dwarves. Mm-hmm. What do you think's up with Tisa? First off, her oh. eyes are friggin' cool. Oh, beautiful. that woman has a fire in her. She
0: actually reminds me of you. Yeah, she reminds me of you. I'm
1: pretty sure I had those same conversations with you.
0: You absolutely word for did. word for the past <laughs> decade. Totally, when you see listener, <laughs>
1: <laughs> when
0: you listen to Disa talking to Durin about ju- about dad, dad and and the job and yeah. the kingdom and everything. I That's want you to understand, literally, me, Mary legitimately had those very conversations yep. word for word with me
1: yeah.
0: uh, about my dad and my job and work and family and the whole thing yep. like big deal yep. and it actually ended up the same way Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough yep. with Dern and his dad that happened with me
1: yes he just uh, didn't rip a necklace off of you
0: yeah that's true very true um <sighs> what about all of this I like. I know you've. I, we we were just joking, but it's true. But like, Disa, I don't think this comes from a place of like greed. I don't think no. it comes from a place of like, ooh, this is gonna be mine, and I can't wait for all. It, I I truly think it comes from a place of her loving her husband. Yes, and we need to do what's best for us. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about your dad. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I don't think she's bad. I just think. I'm concerned that she may turn greedy. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? I think it would add a complexity to her character mm-hmm. that would throw us off. We, we know that the dwarves tunnel too much and they say it was their greed. Now, maybe it's not their greed. Maybe it is that they're trying to end up getting the mithril anyway to go save the yes. the elves. But in my opinion, there's more to it. And I'm wondering if when they're digging, they say, We can have some of this too. Let's get some more. This could make us more powerful than your dad. Like, does he, is he now banished from Kazadum? Doom? Does he, does he go find his own mountain? Um, or do they stay put and they fight against it? Yeah. Um, I just think that obviously, like, we don't, we don't know what happens to Durin. Junior, Junior, (laughs) Um, and Disa. We don't know that from movie-slash-book knowledge. So I feel like they get to play around with that a lot more. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about this show as compared to the movies, as compared to the books, is that these characters get to have such um, added complexity to it. Mm -hmm. And that these characters, we don't know what happens. Um, But like you said, how cool that Adar is the one that names named uh, Mordor. I think Disa's going to play a big role.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Like
1: we have the Durin-Elrond relationship and that is there and I don't think anything bad's going to happen with Durin in regards to him turning in any which way but I wonder if Disa has something along the lines of those greed that in centuries to come, that Elrond. they reference. Yeah, yeah, references.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Or was it, was it Elrond who said it? Or was uh, it, was it Gandalf. Gandalf? Yeah, it was Gandalf. Uh, yeah, you're right. Speaking of the greed in the Balrog... Because I still off. think
1: that they have the stone. I still think that that's what his dad opened in the what, chest. The
0: Arkenstone? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I,
1: I don't think his dad was like, cool, we've got Mithril, because his dad doesn't seem too pumped about Mithril. When his dad opened that, I think that was the Arkenstone. Yeah,
0: it was a thing that felt... Amb- and like- it
1: glowed cotton candy colors. It didn't... It wasn't silver. Yeah. Um. So to me... I'm going to be really interested to see the Disa character development.
0: Right. And why would they hide the... the? I mean, I guess they already are. But, like, why hide the knowledge of the Mithril from everybody else? Like, I know, because that means, like... Who's hiding it? Well, like, the, the dwarves, the right? The
1: dwarves hide everything. The dwarves don't trust anybody.
0: I know, I know. But, like, it just... They don't even trust each other. But the way that both Durins looked at the thing in the... The, the chest what I think is what the you think is the Arkansas uh-huh. that was like don't tell anybody about this yeah and I mean I think Mithril is important and they obviously are hiding it but to them but, I
1: think the Arkansas is more important
0: right and that's why I kind of buy what you sell in here
1: thank you
0: about the Arkansas thank
1: you
0: um, speaking of uh, Gandalf and the greed and the Balrog tell me <sighs> your thoughts about the choice loved it for Durin the third throwing the leaf into the into the cavern, the leaf making its way all the way down to the bottom where the Balrog is, and it's the leaf that awakens the Balrog. Your thoughts on this, Mary?
1: Now, at first, I was like, "Come on, the sound of a leaf. What are you? A baby that I just put down for a nap?" And I like sneezed, and you woke up. But on the flip side, if we see the leaf as the essence of the elves and light and, and yeah, good, and life. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's now back to life, and it has brought about its strength. And that could be what, in essence, jumpstarts it. You know, it's such a foreign entity yeah. to the Balrog's environment. Um, so I don't think it was like the sound of the leaf, the feeling of a little leaf. I think it was actually the the power which the leaf encapsulates.
0: Right. It's the- I mean, technically,
1: the leaf is like the power of the sun,
0: yeah, because of the light from the Mithra. Yes,
1: yeah. so wow. now you're like in the darkest depths. So you've got two very, very strong opposing energy forces. And that's how mm, I took it.
0: I like it, Mary. I, I like was it. not
1: like, ew, a leaf woke it up. I loved it. And if I never see the Balrog until season five, I'm okay with that. I like it because, once again, the casual movie viewer yeah. knows the Balrog.
0: Yeah, and they and they can draw their knowledge of the Balrog from the film yes. and and see the Balrog in the show and say, oh, yes. that's that thing. Yes. And that's why I like that the show made it visually similar Agreed. to what the... Right, because, again, the show is in this weird place where it has to establish itself as its own thing, but it also naturally and... Uh, and um narratively but visually has to not only it doesn't
1: have to but they want to but
0: they need it to, but it has to because if if you make everything so different there's a there's a dissonance there between the two worlds this would just
1: be so, like I really want to interview one of the writers or or someone high up and say like who is your niche audience who do you write this show for Right. Because they know, and, and this, I think we are, I think at least as we are viewing it, they're watching, they are writing it for the very casual, maybe you read the book once, maybe you watched the movie one or two times.
0: And you maybe you like it enough to be like, oh, a Lord of the Rings show on yes. Amazon Prime. I already got Amazon Prime. Might yes. as well check it out. Yes. Mary, you might be right. That might be who they're writing it for. Because
1: they also have now have the rights to the Lord of the Rings trilogy on Prime. Correct. So they know if people are like, oh, wasn't that the thing? When, you know. But
0: they can't make Rings of Power, at least according to the deal with the Tolkien estate, they can't make Rings of Power the direct prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Correct. But they can... Gently. They can gently allude to it. Correct. Uh, At least visually they can. Correct. Right. So, and that's why I'm saying the show is kind of bound to the visual language that the movie's created. I love it. Right. Until you start getting your own DNA, which is what brings us back to the original conversation that we had, which is when Galadriel wakes up and it's all fiery red yes. and orange. Like, But they that, get to do both. They get to do both. They get to do that in addition to what they're doing with uh, alluding to the- Let's now the go films. to my
1: favorite people, the okay. Hartfoots. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. First off, Malva, when Sadak's like, what is, uh, oh, no, no. Sadak and she like, what is he doing? What is he talking? And, and Malva says, um, some trees talk.
0: Oh, I love that. Are we going to get some Ents? Is this, is we already this, did.
1: We already saw Ents. I know, but
0: like, like is this going to be a bigger thing? Like, we saw a reference to the ents. I don't
1: even need it to be big, but we're going to have Ents. We're gonna. We have to have Ents. This is Tolkien. We have five seasons of this show. We're having Ents, and I love this because once again, for the casual viewer, they probably forgot about Ents. Maybe a little bit. Oh yeah, Merry and Pippin carried by it, but like maybe not. Like if we asked my mom, do trees talk? She'd be like, in the series, she she might say, I don't remember. (laughs) But this is gonna be fun because when the Ents do come back. It is just like the Balrog. It's gonna like remind people in a very oh, cool way if yeah, this hasn't yeah, been yeah. um something for them. Whereas for us who are more than casual <laughs> of fans <laughs> of the of the series, um, we get pumped. Cause Malva we've been seeing is pretty much foolishly dumb yes. and annoying. And yes. we're like, Malva, you got something there. <laughs> um
0: uh, so there's another there's some other things that happen with the the, the, the hard Um
1: Poppy sings another song. Yeah. And In that song, she uses the words juicy and sweet, which is the same words that Gollum uses
0: about the fish. Oh, look at you.
1: Is Poppy an ancestor of Smeagol?
0: Uh, ooh, that'd be interesting. And they
1: sing songs that are juicy, juicy and sweet. sweet. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Okay. The, the
0: Harfoots in run into the trio of whatever the hell the witch is or. Do
1: you want to be a Harfoot following? I mean, I want all of the pretty berry twigs in my hair.
0: I want nothing to do with any of that.
1: I want a little hut.
0: They're dirty. They just sit in huts. Oh,
1: they make apple pies and, and they, apple sausage, meaning oh, apple sauce. God.
0: I want, no. Make I an, actually
1: love apple sausage. Make, make Chicken me apple sausage. An
0: elf. All day.
1: That's so good. The Trader Joe's chicken apple sausage. I'm telling no, you. No,
0: no. What's really good is the Trader Joe's cinnamon
1: roll blondie. Cinnamon
0: roll blondie. Oh,
1: people said that they've been so good that, that it sold out. We may need to go after we finish this episode. I'm honestly nervous that I'm not going to get another box of that it's cinnamon stupid, roll blondie. Good. It's so go, good. Go,
0: friends. If, friends, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, Just go. Just call
1: them first because you may be out and then you're going to no, be sad. No, no,
0: no. Because you, you can never get them to answer the phone. Anytime you, even, you call a big no, box store, they don't ever answer the store. phone. Trader
1: Joe's is very different, Blake. You've A, never called Trader Joe's, and B, you obviously don't shop in there enough because it's a very different experience. Oh, oh my gosh. Weird. Pretty much the people who work at Trader Joe's are Harfoots. <laughs> okay? It is Poppy answering the phone. It is Mr. Brandy Brandyfoot answering. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, he's the lead manager. That sweetheart.
0: Oh, yes. Oh,
1: my goodness gracious. How did his ankle get so much better?
0: It, he's just walking
1: around. He had some Afrin.
0: Oh, so much Afrin!
1: <laughs> All better. I mean, that break healed very pretty.
0: Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? He's just up and about, like not care in the I world.
1: I can't even believe that could have been a clean, like once across break in that area of his foot.
0: If you're a fan of the boys, he took some V. That's what happened here. I, I know you don't face. get that reference, but if you listener, if you watch the boys, I just know you get it. When
1: I have my leg break. It broke with a triangle piece out. Oh, not God. out of my skin. No, but it was like a but v. That, the,
0: the the triangle. And they had to
1: like move it around. They said, "Hold on, little girl, mm-hmm. this is gonna hurt because we have to find the piece and put it back." I didn't see anybody do that for him.
0: No, 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 absolutely Brandy not. Foots. So they run into the the trio of hooded strangers, which in the credits they are listed as the dweller, the ascetic, and the nomad.
1: Which one has the really mean person eyebrows?
0: I think that's the dweller. I don't know. I honestly don't even know. Why even
1: give them names? Just call them Eyebrows, Stick, Shield. (laughs)
0: Eyebrows, Stick, and Shield. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eyebrows burns the whole camp down.
1: Eyebrows? What the heck?
0: Dude, Eyebrows puts out that flame with her hand or its hand. I don't even know what. She
1: becomes Voldemort, basically.
0: (laughs) Yes. You're a wizard,
1: Harry. We're we're just going to call this person Eyebrows. Yes. Eyebrows... Just like Voldemort, who's missing a nose. Mm-hmm. Okay, this. Per- All set with you. Why are you messing with my hardfoots? Yeah. Oh, when when that little bucket goes downstream, how nervous were you?
0: Yeah, I mean, you knew ba- that things were, that did not portend well for our I mean, when, when you, you see any
1: little object going down a stream, yeah. no matter what, <laughs> you got to worry is there a baby in that basket? Sure. Okay. Uh,
0: or if it's a, is, it,
1: is it Milo from Milo and Otis? Is floating it a, downstream? Is it a
0: paper boat in in uh, in
1: it? <laughs> like what are we doing? Is it a paper swan? Yeah, you know. Sure. Things going downstream don't end well at any time ever <laughs> in shows. Just That's like, what you got to know. You might think, oh, it's so peaceful. If a TV show or movie shows you something in a stream. That's little good.
0: and fragile. It's not good. It's gonna it's just gonna end up poorly. Oh my gosh. He chose poorly. Um you know, Mary, there mm, I don't I'm not sure if I wanna get into this conversation, but I, I think we kind of have to. What? And that is who is the stranger, right? He's not bad
1: anymore. Well, he made apples, and in my opinion, you can't get more, you know, heavenly than apples.
0: That's true, but the show also does something else. When the half show up uh, to the grove, and they realize, hey, this whole thing got burned down, <laughs> and obviously we know because it's Mount Doom has just been created. They don't know that yet, but uh, what <laughs> Sadek says, you know, th- there is this. This is what happens when new evil is rising. And the show does something really interesting. Its next shot cuts immediately to the stranger. And when a show does that, it is telling you without telling you what the danger is or what the thing is. Whenever- Blake,
1: it's not called danger. It's called peril. Peril,
0: danger, peril, whatever. It's all the same thing.
1: My peril.
0: <laughs> um, is the show telling you with this editing choice, with this cut, that the stranger is in fact the new evil rising and that the stranger is in fact Sauron.
1: It's confusing you. And this whole episode, it's just like, oh, we're going to confuse you. We're going to confuse you some more. But I'm telling you, Apples, me, I mean, he's going to be okay. He's going to be good. I know you've got that Adam and Eve kind of thing going on with the snake and the apple. Maybe some of you are saying, Mary, I don't think Apples are bad. I'm here to tell you, I think Apples are a good thing. Sure. Why not? I'll take
0: it. And this is why I hesitate to bring up the whole conversation about The Stranger and who is The Stranger. I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care. That's what I'm getting at, right? And again, it it goes back to who is the show written for? Because... (laughs) Right? Because the people that are fans of the movies like legit fans want to know who is the stranger everyone's saying it's gandalf maybe not it's not everybody Well, what i'm saying is everyone Many is saying people. everyone is saying it's either gandalf or it's sauron or maybe it's sauramon or maybe it's a blue wizard or everyone's I'm got i'm
1: saying it's someone who we don't know
0: everyone's got a thought right everyone's got a take
1: i know who i want it to be
0: who do you want it? To, who do you want the stranger to be?
1: I now, now that I don't want him to be Sauron, because I've like left those dark ways. Yes, he, he had me at Apple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want him to be Saruman,
0: that because would that be would awesome. be
1: such a cool arc for him to be a good character for these five seasons.
0: Yeah, but also. St- I mean, like, he
1: does need to also find out where Farazad goes to get his blowout because he needs, obviously, the <laughs> keratin-silkening treatment.
0: He, too, needs to hit the, the dry bar with, yeah. with Farazad. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, But you're right, Mary. It, it, that'd be a fun arc because, because Saruman is, is peril- good. No, far- Saruman is good. Yes, oh, yes. But there is peril in Saruman. Yes. And if he is good but struggles with evil, yes. that... You know is representative of what happens to Sauron in the film.
1: I don't want him to be Gandalf. I just don't. <sighs> I don't want Gandalf here. I don't.
0: It would be hard for the show to not give you Gandalf.
1: Give me Gandalf later. Do we get a young Gandalf? Do we get like a uh, sexy Gandalf? Like what happened to um, oh
0: uh, with uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore? Oh oh the sexy Dumbledore. You're a wizard, Harry. Like,
1: sexy Gandalf. And I know this is a family, friendly show. Is the sexy, oh, I should probably change that. No,
0: no, no, no. It's fine. Don't you want to change? It. We're not saying anything bad. I know. We're not saying anything bad. Does Does Gandalf showing show up wearing a three piece suit? That's the question. <laughs> like sexy Gandalf. Oh. like sexy sexy Dumbledore. Oh my gosh! I'm here for it.
1: I don't want him to be Gandalf personally. I want him to have complexity, and I think that that's what I I want from this show. I want them to continue to um subvert my expectations of what I would get from Tolkien, which is black is black, white is white. Either things
0: are inherently good or they're inherently bad.
1: Yes. And so I want to be continually, uh, just like we know with Isildur. We know that Isildur is going to eventually make a really, really selfish bad choice. Yes. So we're going to see what happens. How soon does he start to be, um, you know, Like I'm just excited to see things happen with these characters that make us as fans of the series be very conflicted and excited at the same time. I I want the stranger to now be Saruman.
0: Right. And if let's just say for the sake of argument that the stranger is Saruman, okay, and he
1: gets his blowout, and he
0: gets his blowout, he hits the dry bar, and he gets the VO five treatment,
1: and he inherits a castle, Um, tower,
0: and we we get it like great. The, on the other hand,
1: I mean, uh, those people were all wearing white. Maybe they give him an outfit. Maybe they do. Maybe he says eyebrows. You know, I'm wearing this itchy fabric that the Harfoots gave me. Maybe the uh, you, do you know have an what? extra outfit for me.
0: Maybe they're wearing white because it's Aramand the White, right? Like maybe that's how that all starts.
1: Yeah, I like this.
0: I kind of like where that's going too. Thank you. All right, but let's just say for the sake that's all true, right? Let's all just say. Let's okay. pretend. Let's okay. say that
1: Mary's theory, which I haven't heard from anybody else, is true, and that would be so cool.
0: And we we get it. Awesome. Great. Nice. Pat, us on the, Pat Mary on the back. The other, the other side of this mm-hmm. conversation is if it is Sauron, now we have the other half of Sauron, which tempts him, and that's Sauron. What the show. The other half. The other the other side of this the conversation, other the, the other side of the conversation is one that has been alluded to this whole season. And that is Sauron.
1: Okay, so here's the thing: I don't care who Sauron is. I don't care who the stranger is. I just I'm enjoying the show. But what I'm, but I'm getting I know at is many there's people, conversations yes. surrounding
0: it, and the show the show is is making a big deal of it. In yes. my opinion, and yes. that is what's fueling these flames, and yes. that is what is making these conversations uh, a necessity, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think that the mystery behind it is what is fueling the narrative behind the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Let the mystery be. That's a good Leftovers reference Mm -hmm. for all you nerds out there. All right, so... Let's, so, get, let's get it on the record so now right I now. So no, I think
1: The Stranger is not Sauron because he made apples. I, I'm putting my money on Saruman and or someone who we don't know.
0: Uh, well, let's get the record straight right yeah. now before right now. the finale. I'm,
1: I'm here. Okay. Yes.
0: Have we met Sauron yet? And if we have, who is Sauron?
1: Yes, I think we have because everyone keeps talking about him. And Galadriel thinks he's alive. And Galadriel's not wrong. Galadriel
0: no. is not wrong. We know that she's not wrong.
1: Yeah. And we keep keeps showing his stupid mark, his tattoo mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if we've seen him, who is it? Because again, I think it's important that...
1: He's not a half foot.
0: Definitely not a half foot.
1: So and he's not the stranger. Should we put those people away?
0: Yeah, not the stranger and he's and he's not one of the... the, the okay. He's if not I had eyebrows. To, if
1: I had to pick contenders, yes. here's who I would pick. Okay. I, I would pick the king, Gilgalad.
0: Oh, I love that that theory.
1: I think it sucks. Um, I'm going to throw in Disa because that would be so cool.
0: Oh, uh, I'm not. I can't cosign.
1: That's, that's fine. I'm just saying. I want a little spice to Disa. <laughs> she doesn't need to be Sauron. Maybe she's tempted by Sauron.
0: I like that. And I like. I can cosign on okay. that. Yeah, I can cosign okay. on that. So
1: just for fun, just for fun. I mean, that would be weird to find out that Durin's been. You know, with yeah. Sauron. Okay, so maybe not Disa. Desa adjacent. Um, but yeah, I feel I still like Gilgalad. And then we got humans, and the only like human that it could be is Halbrand or Bronwyn or Theo or Theo. Could be Theo. I mean, not really. I don't think it could be Theo. He's too young in yeah, my mind. Yeah, but and that like, Bronwyn would, that would birthed work. him. Yeah. Where did he come from once again? What's his midi Chlorian count? Like, there's questionable yeah. stuff to that. <laughs> What's
0: his midi Chlorian
1: count? Huh? I mean, there could be some questionable things. Not you even know? Master
0: Yoda has that. Like, how long
1: count? ago was Theo born? How long has Sauron been gone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe Theo, just because What's he the force midichlorian is strong.
0: What's count? <laughs> that was really good, Mary. You're that was. That's why we're married. I don't think
1: it's Aaron Deere.
0: I don't think it's dear either.
1: I don't think it's. I, I don't think it could be any other elf aside from Gilgalad. I so, l- I
0: love the idea of it being Gilgalad. I love it because he is the one who commissions this whole thing. Yeah. Right, and he tries to get rid of Galadriel. Yes. Like on purpose. Yes.
1: And then of humans, I don't think it's any of the Numenorians. And
0: then and then there's a connection with Elrond there, right? Elrond is following Gilgalad, Gilgalad, or however the hell I'm you want to pronounce it, Han Solo, Han Solo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? There's a connection there with Elrond. Like, I think that's really I cool. I say
1: everybody's name wrong. Probably people who really know how to pronounce their names are like, oh my god, it can't help happen.
0: <laughs> I, if if I, I have to I make a choice, subtitles. if I'm putting the mortgage on it, I'm saying it's Halbrand. And the only reason why I say that is because Halbrand, I haven't trusted him from the no, beginning. he's shady. What did he do to all those people in the boat? Right. And then he just straight up murders those dudes well not doesn't kill them but no, he's got like
1: superhero strength yeah
0: and he says please don't do this and then there was the whole conversation with Adar, b- with Adar and don't you recognize me yeah. don't you remember me and Adar doesn't recognize him and Adar mm-hmm. thinks he killed him and like and he, and even even uh Halbrand says I took this crest off of a dead man like there's just
1: he's just shady
0: there's just too much smoke here for yeah. me To say there ain't fire.
1: Like, if if your kid came home and said, here, here, meet my new boyfriend, and you had the, like, sit-down parental chat, what's your intentions with my daughter? Yes. You dad that with Halbran, do you think you'd let him take your honey out? No. 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 0.0
0: chance. That is a
1: chaperone trip, thank you very much. That's
0: a, you know what, kid... My daughter. But luckily, she's being
1: chaperoned by Galadriel. But Galadriel's had like this little moment with him.
0: Yeah, when they're you know? on the rock together, and they're like, "Oh, when we were fighting, that was really cool." That huh? was like
1: so cool. I didn't understand what that meant. Is that like magic? Cool? Is that? It's a thing. Mag- like, are we supposed to think there's sexual tension? But now she yes. comes out that she has a husband.
0: But she thinks that the husband's dead. Oh, so yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, but we didn't see him die.
0: So, but like, and here's the other thing too. The, there's also this. Contrast here with the fact that it was. If, if, again, let's pretend, let's yeah. pretend that Halbrand is Sauron. How ironic is it that we have Sauron being saved here, literally saved by Galadriel? And like there's sexual tension between the two.
1: I'm here for it. Once again, make it weird.
0: Let's 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 go weird. Let's yeah. let's make it all Mix weird. Mix it up, baby. Yep, totally agree. All right, you got anything else here? So if I'm putting the mortgage on it, it's Halbrand. Halbrand is sour. Okay. Okay.
1: All I'm right. I'm here for that too. You
0: got anything else? No. Alright, fair enough.
1: I I want you know, part of me felt like I don't need to know who the stranger is. I don't need to know who Sauron is. We can find out season two or three. I don't really care. But I on the flip side, this is all people are goddamn talking about. Gosh darn talking about. Right. So I on the you know, now that I've been talking this through with you, I hope that we just know in the finale, rip that band aid off and then we can move on to other things in season two. Right. I, I agree with you, Mary. This is it, like the Ross and Rachel. When are they going to get together? Well, they won't then. Oh, I can't. <laughs> like,
0: the, the the thing, again, the show has made this important. The show has done this. And yes, it, the its fans have initiated the conversations, but I think at the prompting of the show, right? It, yes. It, if... If it wasn't this big mystery, people wouldn't be talking about. it. It's because
1: it's always on Galadriel's mind, and we are with Galadriel. So no one else cares about Sauron. No one else. You don't see Nori talking about snails and Sauron. True. You don't see Elrond freaking out when he's chatting old stories, talking about Sauron. It's only Galadriel.
0: And that's another thing too. Like,
1: so it has to be someone who's close to her. And
0: again, and then let's also talk about the stranger here, right? Like, because if it is Gandalf, right? Who? The stranger. Ugh. If he is Gandalf. I don't want him to be Gandalf. But let's just say that he is. Ugh. We pretended that he's Saruman. Let's pretend that he's Gandalf. Fine. We have this reveal that he's Gandalf. Whee! What the hell does that mean to anybody in the show? It doesn't mean anything. It's only meant for the viewer.
1: Only if he starts to have fireworks. If he has fireworks.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, give me all the fireworks. I mean,
1: it would be cute because he is always so close with... Um... With the Hobbits. hmm That's my guess. But like... Oh.
0: All right, Mary. There is, uh, there is a tradition uh, for Mary and Blake Media. And uh, it is, a, is actually a Mary and Blake Media commandment. Mm. And that is, as the penultimate episode of a season, what we ask for in any penultimate episode of any television series is momentum. Mary, do we have momentum going into... The finale.
1: You know what's weird is this was a rather slow episode. A lot of walking. Yes. And a lot of staying put. But I do feel like we've had a lot of momentum. And even that being said, maybe the eye is like a hurricane. You know, we're in hurricane season, obviously. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like the eye of the storm, for those of you who don't live in hurricane areas, what happens when you have um, a hurricane is it's a circular storm. It's like a donut. Okay, so, if you just picture a donut, yep. what happens if the storm comes in and you get into the front side of the donut and it's crazy and the winds and the rain and it's bad and there's battling? And then in the eye of the storm, You actually see sunlight frequently. Mm -hmm. Everything stops. It's like eerily quiet. And people go out. Maybe they assess a little bit of damage done to their property. But you know you need to come back in. Because this is just the eye. Mm -hmm. This is not the end of the storm. This is the calm before actually the worst hits you. The worst frequently is after the eye passes. Yes. Um, And then the back half of the donut hits you. And sometimes it stays on you. Um, So... As as a hearty New Englander, <laughs> when I hear I, and it's October, I think of Eye of the Storm.
0: Fair. Um,
1: <sighs> so I think there is momentum. I see there be momentum in this. I see this as anxious momentum. You know when you're sitting and you're tapping your fingers and you're tapping your legs? Yes. But you're really not going anywhere. But you're it's like it's building up inside yeah, of you. you Yes.
0: I agree with you. The one thing that worries me, Mary, is that this show is called The Rings of Power, and we have not had anything ring related. We have not, we're not even close to rings like being, being talked about. Talked, even never mind forged or made, which we all know is probably going to happen in Celebrimbor's yeah, big with forge. Brimbor, yeah, right. It, we haven't even spent enough time with Celebrimbor to even establish that rings does he like to make jewelry why does why does he have to make a ring at all like none of this has been mentioned whatsoever so yes there's momentum but i don't think there's i don't i don't think there's plot momentum
1: why couldn't they just need the word rings because it's Lord of the Rings? Why do they have to have a ring in season one?
0: You can't have a show entitled Rings of Power. It, it's, it, it's like Chekhov's gun, okay? You, interde- you, you introduce a gun in the first act of a film or a movie or whatever, or a show, and you know that gun's coming back in the third act. It's the same thing here. You can't have a show named Rings of Power and not have a ring (laughs) like, or not have rings be made in the first season. You don't necessarily have to have the ring of power, the one ring, but you have to have something. I, I can't see any world in which rings aren't forged by the end of this first season. That's fine. I don't know how they're going to get there. Kellen Brimbor. He's all of this stuff. But like, okay, again, let's pretend. All right. Let's just say for the sake of argument that they say, okay, we need these rings. Yeah. Who knows why? Like, how do you even get to that point? How do you even reintroduce Kellen Brimbor? How do you get any of the narrative back to Kellen Brimbor?
1: Elrond just got kicked out. He has to go home. Can't stay here
0: right, but you still have to introduce the fact that rings have to be made, and why do rings have to be made? And it's not like Mithril is the thing, even though Mithril calls to Elrond the way like it speaks to Elrond the way that the one ring speaks to to Frodo and to Bilbo, like because they've already alluded to that, but it's not like he has the Mithril, and it's not like they have the like Mith- there are just so many questions about the rings of power, literally that I don't know how they're going to get to it. And if they do get to it, is it going to be too fast? Is it going to be too rushed? That's the thing. So it's, it's just a question of pacing and it's a question of structure and where things were placed throughout this whole season. And which is why I wonder in the earlier episodes, when things were just moving at a snail's pace, would it have been smarter, Mary, to get more involved into the end game quicker as opposed to doing what they did. What do you think?
1: I'm happy with the way they've done it. Yeah. I think because we also know we're going to be having several seasons. I'm okay with taking our time, Mm -hmm. spending that more on character development. Mm -hmm. I really like what they did with Galadriel in this episode to flush, flush her out a bit more. Agreed. Um, so I am fine with us taking our time with these people. We fleshed out more time with Theo. Um, Obviously, The Stranger's going to have a lot of importance, so I am okay with this. I am okay with what it's taken.
0: All right, another Mary and Blake media tradition and penultimate episodes as we close it out with Europe. Mary, you ready to close it out? Yeah. Let's do it.
1: We are so thankful that you have joined us along this ride of the Rings of Power, particularly those of you who are listening to us in lifetime, and we have had to have a, little, a wee bit of a break for the <laughs> penultimate episode, but this has been uh, nothing less than absolute joy, and I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Obviously, I have long COVID, and there was a big question if we'd be able to podcast about this show in general. At all. We have had to postpone bringing back the Potterverse uh, while this has been in session, so if you are a Potterverse fan, know that once this is done, we are going to be starting the Potterverse in its place. Right away. Um, So... Dinner, dinner, fash. There will be more elves in your way uh, coming on up. More trolls. Yep. You know just troll bogeys. Very, yes, all of it. And if you are brand new to us through this podcast and you're a Potter fan, we want you to search the Potterverse as we will be covering that. So That being said, House of the Dragon is also continuing on. Yep. And then we move right, hold on, to on to Mary. Hold on. It's the final
0: countdown. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
1: if you are not yet um, a member of our nerd clan, head yes. on over to jointhenerdclan.com. If we have kept you company on drives, on walks, washing the dishes, if we've made you laugh, if we made you cry, if you've been yelling at us saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people. If we've stirred something inside of you and you feel it within you to donate as little as $2 a month, you can do that. Go to jointhenerdclan.com. What sets our podcast apart from most is that we are not... Corporately sponsored uh, We do not We're not part of A big podcast Media conglomerate It is literally Mary and Blake Media We do this in our house We do this For the joy of it And we create These free podcasts To bring Lumos And Light Into the world um, But what we do ask Is that if you can If you're able to To contribute um, As this Does fund Our abilities To make these podcasts happen
0: Yes absolutely So it is all We are not Like as Mary said The corporate back place Our intent Is to create community and we cannot help create the community without support of that community. So go to jointhenerdclane.com. And, of course, if you'd like, take some time to send us a written review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, because that's where it all happens. And if you cannot do one on Apple Podcasts, fine. Leave us a written review and rating on Facebook. Just go to the Marion Blake page on Facebook and give us a rating and a review there. That way, more people get a chance to discover us and everything that is going on here. And, of course, go to maryandblake.com to check out all the great podcasts that we have going on as well as all of the blogs that we have going on there, too. Yes. All right, Mary, are you ready for the finale? I am. I'm kind of ready for it, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see if I'm right.
1: I loved being uh, being in Middle Earth again, and, yeah, yeah I'm ready. All, all right. right. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And you have listening, been listening to the Rings of Power podcast with Mary and Blake.